0: After these messages we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Fine. Are you in good hands?
1: And now, a word from our sponsors.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, the podcast where we talk about TV commercials, the good ones, the bad ones. And the ones where people say really weird shit like this. I will not take money from the developers. I will not take money from the political angle. I will not even go to the strip clubs anymore. No more strip clubs. We are talking politics today on After These Messages. No, we're not talking politics. We're talking about political ads. My name's Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. We're your hosts, as always. Hey, Genevieve. Hi, Andrew. So, um, Iowa behind us, New Hampshire, South Carolina... All in the History Books of Eve, Super Tuesday, right around the corner. We are in, I guess, the heart of political ad season, although for some reason you and I have been kind of sheltered from political ads. Well,
1: when you live in California and your primary vote has zero meaning, uh, you don't <laughs> see a lot of political ads.
0: Luckily, we have a special guest with us today who has been keeping an eye on these. Now, she is also in California, so maybe she's just watching smarter shows, more news shows, or maybe it has something to do with her job. She's a radio anchor and host at... Can, Libby Dankman, can I just can we say what, what station you work for?
2: Yeah, I work for KFI AM six forty here right. in the Southland.
0: And you have been have you mostly just been keeping an eye on these things because it's your job or because you love political ads? And
2: I'm just a big nerd. I <laughs> worked in Washington, the other Washington for a while. Oh the other Washington. You don't have to say that in hill. California, by the way. Oh, that's true. As a well, Seattle native, we yes. always say the other Washington. <laughs> uh, and I just I I love it. I love following this stuff. I got to go on the campaign trail a little bit in two thousand. And it's still uh, that's just my jam. Okay,
0: well, Libby, we are going to put you in the hot seat in a little bit here. I don't know uh, if you realize what you're getting into today. Genevieve, do you want to describe to everybody what is going to be happening here in a little bit after we get done talking about political ads?
1: Sure. So Libby, as a veteran uh, of commercial radio, you've heard a lot of commercial radio ads and we're going to give you some uh, some products. These are real products, and we're going to have you do a cold live read uh, to advertise these products to us and to the ad council. So get ready for that.
0: I am so excited for this.
1: And I'm going to have to use my commercial radio
2: voice, which it's, I have it's, not it's, broken out here yet.
0: And you do not know what these ad, what these products are that views picked out for you yet. No, they're it's by the way entirely blind. They're not. We have three. One is a product. One is a service. And one is an event. Oh. I am so excited. but <laughs> Is
2: one of them a strip club? Because I'd like to make clear that the strip club people are an important constituency of mine. <laughs> I'm very pro strip club no. unlike apparently the Sh- host of the show. Should
0: we mention um, what that drop is from at the beginning? Do you know off the top of your head?
2: I remember
1: it was from a really terrible local race and yeah. I can't say who it was. I can't remember either. Head. It's part of a montage that I found of terrible political I lives.
0: don't remember his name. It's Jeff something, yeah. but he was d- definitely running for mayor of Minneapolis Ah. in 2013 and apparently it was a very very crowded field and so you had a you know a wide range of people (laughs) running for that and the ad is very odd it's just like a woman standing by a lake wishing that there was more leadership in the world or something like that then he just kind of comes walking out of the lake wearing nothing but kind of like spandex trunks
1: he emerges bare chested from the lake and then starts rambling about um, not going to strip clubs and not taking money from the political angle. And it's
2: Minneapolis, so he looks like he's freezing. Yes, <laughs> he's, I know. he's like he's bright hell. pink, yes. as though he were like a boiled lobster. And you can tell his teeth are chattering and he's barely holding on.
0: Well, that was 2013, and unfortunately, I did not get to vote for him. But uh, let's fast forward to 2015. Is it 2015? It's 2016, isn't it?
2: Yeah. I mean, if you want to stop at 2015.
0: <laughs> Damn, it feels good to be Clinton. Damn, it feels good to be a Clinton. A shameless politician always plays her cards right. Got a crew for the fight on the airwaves. Left dogs in the press keep the mouths tight. Cause a Clinton never needs to explain what. Why it is, what they done, or with who. A real Clinton knows that they're entitled, and you don't get to know what they do. What, what, what does it make for Clinton? What's loaded in some fat
1: That is somehow. an ad for Ted Cruz. Um, it is uh, directly attacking uh, Hillary Clinton and her um, her email, various email fiascos. Uh, and what, what you're not seeing, but hopefully are recognizing from the parody of the, the song, Damn, It Feels Good to Be a Gangster... Is that it is a shot-for-shot shot remake of that iconic scene from Office Space where the guys um, beat their fax machine to death,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I love this ad. I think Ted Cruz's ad game is strong. It is so funny. It's such a great concept. It it, it absolutely marries um, a wonderful, hilarious, you know, film parody with, uh, you know, I think a a reasonable, if not, you know, whether you're, whether or not you agree, I think it's an, an honest criticism of Hillary Clinton. Um, it and really crystallizes what a lot of people have, mm-hmm, yeah, yes. have a problem with her about,
2: which is this honesty issue and her private servers. And if you are on that side of the political spectrum, that's what you're thinking, and this just nailed it for and you. And
0: honestly, you know what? I think this reaches across the spectrum a little bit, too, because when you have the... And that's one thing I wanted to say at the beginning, too. I think... You know, the three of us in this room all... Is it even fair to say lean liberal? Like, Veeves, I'm pretty sure you're about as radicalized as possible. When we, get to, right? when, we get to,
1: when we start feeling the burn later on the show, you're going to hear
0: how yeah. liberal I am. I, though, am, as somebody who does lean liberal, but I am not necessarily feeling the burn as much as you are, Vives. Um, and I don't know. I'm just, I I don't know. I am guess what you'd call an undecided voter. But what I like about this Ted Cruz ad is it doesn't just speak to the super hardcore conservative base. I think it reaches across to people who are kind of on the fence like me and just reminding, like, oh, this is a really like uh, establishment candidate who has some kind of big issues with transparency. I mean, it, I, I think it's good because it it does reach a broad audience and it's
1: just wonderfully produced. It's such a clever idea, well executed. Just as a just someone as as someone who enjoys uh, good advertising, I think it's really mm-hmm. successful. I think Libby, you actually brought this one to our attention. I absolutely love it, Andrew and I. I think both have watched this a bunch of times just
2: for fun because <laughs> uh-huh. it's really entertaining. It has that. Clinton mafioso feel yes. that they're this established family that's been in power for a long time and she is the uh, incumbent basically candidate coming in that she's being handed this election and she doesn't think the rules apply to her yeah. that's absolutely captured in the dark glasses the actress they chose yeah. is creepily accurate yes. I mean, maybe possibly well unfair cast. slightly to Hillary but not in a way that makes it clownish No, uh, very well cast and just a really a joy to watch that ad even if you disagree with it yeah
0: Mm -hmm. yeah because I think that especially people on the right if they wanted to do some real just kind of like red meat kind of conservative stuff they could really make a mockery of her in a much more kind of personal if not even sexist kind of way go after her looks go after her age go after her pantsuits and by the way there are some Ted Cruz ads did you see the one where um oh I can't remember the name of it but it's um it's a bunch of people in an old hospital ward And the doctor and nurse are walking through all of these beds, and the nurse is asking the doctor what's wrong with all these people, and they all have Clinton fatigue. And he's going on and he's listing all of the issues, all of the, all of the, um, symptoms of clinton fatigue mm-hmm. and one of them they have to throw in a quick pantsuit reference right. to that have you guys both seen that i have, have you not seen that? that
2: one yet but he he's really strong there's a a rubio attack ad that he's been running in south carolina uh that talks about rubio can't be trusted on amnesty and he's really cleverly the group that put this together cut uh obama and rubio finishing each other's sentences on Uh, illegal immigration and how to have a path to citizenship for immigrants that are in this country without documentation. And it is so well done. They have this ridiculous face of Rubio just looking like a tool. And then he's just (laughs) excitedly finishing the president's sentences. It's really well done. And I, I mean, Cruz, again, no matter who he's hitting, he crystallizes the one issue
1: that I think People, even if you're not clued into the campaign feel about those candidates well that you know Cruz again his ad game is so strong um C- Andrew can you play the one uh that's called conservatives anonymous this one I think is actually was an effective ad but it also has kind of an interesting coda
0: yes I do want to play that but I also just came I have not seen this one that um, you were just describing Libby where he's finishing Obama sentences do you mind taking a quick listen to this first
1: no, that's it's
2: called fine, yeah. sales pitch. Yeah.
0: Let's take a listen. I'm Ted Cruz, and I approve this message.
2: When Marco Rubio ran for Senate, he The face that he has is ridiculous. Never, support, ...never have and never will support any effort to grant blanket legalization amnesty to folks who have entered
1: or stayed in this country illegally. Then Rubio got to Washington and wrote the bill giving amnesty to illegals using Obama's talking points to make his sales pitch. We know we have to deal with the 11 million people that are here illegally. We have to deal with the 11 million <laughs> individuals who are here illegal. The bill that Senator Rubio put forward,
0: I think, is a great place to start. You are giving legal status to people who have broken the law. They still have to qualify for it. Meaning passing a background check, Pass the background check, paying a penalty, pay a fine. Oh, this is taxes, so good. Stop so good. Taxes. It won't be a quick process. That is a long path, but it will be a fair process.
1: But I do think it's fair. Marco Rubio burned us. What? Once. What a triumph of chance? editing. God really damn
2: it. And then the shepherd fairy image at the end that they take the yes. Marco Rubio still and put the blue and red and cream. Nice colors over it. It's really masterfully done. And it gets to that heart of what the insurgent Republicans want to do,
1: which is paint Rubio as the Republican Obama. Yes, you guys I think Ted Cruz is the Antichrist but honestly I'm starting to understand his appeal this guy's ad game is amazing Yes, and
0: you know the other thing that I just um, we're going to play this other ad that you just mentioned in a second two Vives, but the one thing that stood out to me about the um, original when we started with the Damn It Feels Good to Be a Clinton song um, that is a parody of a movie that, I mean Vives, you and I are the perfect generation for that Libby, you're a little bit younger than us I was a little young but I
2: definitely have seen it many times And
0: so, and then it reminds you that like even though he doesn't act like it or really look like it and people like us I think are con- surprised by it every time we're reminded of it he's 45 years old that's like right. that's relatively yeah. yeah that's relatively young for the when you look at who else is running for, for president and uh, and yeah he's he's right there in Gen X so like this is him speaking kind of our language I just sort of feel like almost every I mean maybe with the exception of Obama but almost every other campaign has been talking to the boomers talking to to the boomers and like that office space ad is straight up gen x absolutely uh all right so you wanted to play this one um about the so this is uh conservatives anonymous is this the one you wanted me to play yeah do we have to set it up or anything
1: uh it's a it looks like a an aa meeting it's a group of people sitting in a in an empty gym in a circle of chairs and they're having a conversation as you would at a aa meeting mm-hmm, okay has anyone else
0: here struggled with being lied to well I voted for a guy who was a tea party hero on the campaign trail and then he went to DC and played patty cake with Chuck Schumer and cut a deal on Amnesty Mm. does that make you angry angry makes me feel dumb for trusting them
2: maybe you should vote for more than just a pretty face next time
0: Do you guys have room for one more Come on in. Guy Come walks in. in wearing a very, uh, wearing a very obvious Marco Rubio shirt.
1: So obviously, the the narrative here is Rubio is the the fake Tea Party conservative who let them down when he got to the Senate, and uh, now they're in recovery and turning to Ted Cruz, getting over their betrayal. Yes. So what I I think it's a reasonably good ad, although not his strongest. But what I think was kind of funny about it, and why it got in the news, and why uh, you can no longer find it just as a campaign ad, it's only available through, uh, through the news coverage of it, is that the woman you hear who says maybe next time you should try voting for someone besides a pretty face um, turns out to have been in some adult films. Um, I think she was in some movie, a movie called uh, Carnal Knowledge – um, there are a couple of others. I have a list. I actually went to her. There's one called Chambermaid. Chambermaid. <laughs> I went and to... another erotic confession.
2: Spicy. I, I
0: went to her uh, <laughs> Wikipedia page. I'm going to read some of these to you. Oh, um, oh
1: wow. She has quite a list of credits. She has quite credits. a few.
0: I want to point out, too, when this is probably ageist, maybe ageist and sexist of me. I don't know. Maybe it's even racist of me. She's a um, she's a bit of an older woman than I thought. When you told me, oh, they had to pull this ad because there's a, a adult film star in it or something, I just assumed that, you know, I just had that immediately. Immediate image in my head of she doesn't what,
1: look like
2: Jenna Jameson. She doesn't no, look she, like a sex pot. She looks like a yeah, you know a like, soccer mom. She
0: looks like a forty-five year old, maybe fifty-year-old woman, just you know sitting in this uh, AA type of meeting.
2: That's called acting.
0: That is called it. But also, so these uh, as they're described, softcore porn films that she was apparently in. Uh, they're from a while ago. They're from like this starts in nineteen ninety-four. The House on Toddville Road. I don't know that. Maybe that's a clean movie. I have no idea. <laughs> Exploding Angel. Mm. That's probably leaning a little bit sexier. Uh, the Dark Dancer, Confessions mm-hmm. of a Lap Dancer, Secrets of a Chambermaid. I believe one of you guys mentioned that. Big for- fan of
2: that one. Forbidden
0: Sins. Uh, one word: famalian. Um, Confessions of a Call Girl. She has a lot to confess. Is it an apparently. illegal
2: femalien though? <laughs> <laughs> or is it a documented femalien? We have, to, keep,
0: we have it- to build a fem wall to keep <laughs> the femalians And I'm going to make the
1: femalians pay for it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, the list does go on. It looks like the last thing she was credited with was a film in 2010 called MILF. I have no idea so what you're, that stands t- you're for. right
1: on about in terms of like sort of how her. Her, as she ages, what her shifting demographic is. <laughs>
0: yes, I honestly, she was in something called Bikini Airways. And by the way, I have no problem with anybody doing this no, as a career. Course. And I'm not trying to make fun of her. I just think these names are funny. I also think it's dumb that they pulled the ad because of this. But I guess that's what happens when you're playing in the conservative playground. Well,
1: exactly. You you know, you, you spend money and, and air, air time and resources on an ad. But when you're trying to appeal to uh evangelicals in america you you need to vet your actors better i guess i Amy mean simple- Lindsay, the actress is very clear that she never did
2: actual hardcore porn mm-hmm. that these are all erotica according to her oh was it wasn't penetrative stuff. is that the deal i suppose that's the line um and she actually has christian values that she uh at first supported ted cruz with but now that the ad's been pulled she feels like there's a lot of hypocrisy there um And I don't know if you guys have seen the meme that's going around that's hitting Ted Cruz on pulling this ad because uh, they say Ted Cruz is not okay with a softcore porn actress. But Republicans are potentially going to elect a man who has a softcore porn first lady. Right. I think that's a little bit it's it's not fair for either one of these ladies to be called out on some sexy pictures they might have taken in the past. But. Uh, it's it's a little bit funny that there is a little the, the titillation factor right now in the campaign trail. I'm yeah. excited
0: to see that she was in a movie called Radio Erotica. That sounds like an adult film base of people in our profession. It sounds
2: like our everyday lives. <laughs> yeah. It's like the sexiest wow. profession you could possibly are be a part tr- of. Things
0: are crazy at KFI. <laughs> I tell you what, they're not like that in the public radio side of things. <laughs> um, what else do we have? Oh, I guess before we just close the book on the, the kind of Ted Cruz segment of this, but I got to say, again, I'm not a big fan of of him or his politics but god damn his ad game is so good i love this ad You've Got to play this. Um, one. okay so here's the deal there's a bunch of little kids maybe three or four little kids in a playroom just playing with their toys and actually this goes back to something we talked about on a much earlier show we did they're just like they're playing with toys the way kids really play with toys just yeah. kind of like smashing them around one has a car whatever and then one kid has a doll and that doll is clearly uh donald trump look Trump action figure. No, wait, it's he. What does he do? He pretends to be a Republican. <laughs> I like bailouts for the banks. Too big to fail. I gave money to Pelosi, Reed, and Anthony Weiner. <laughs> hey, Hillary. I'll give you money to be my friend. Check out my house, Mr. Trump. That's a lousy house. I'm going to take your house with eminent Domain. and oh, my limo's there. Eminent! Bye. Yeah. And then they all just start taking their dolls and they start smashing their, their dollhouse apart. Wouldn't and then the uh, parents come in and the voiceovers some like, you, why? these are not values that you would teach your kids. So why would you elect this guy present?
2: Their parents are horrified yes. looking around the oh, corner. Such
0: God. a great I ad. I love it so much. I want. I think I might vote for Cruz. No, you Maybe. will not vote for Cruise. I'd vote for Cruz to make more TV commercials.
2: I vote for Cruz to make more TV commercials, yes. And this hits exactly, again, to the core of what Establishment Republicans want to do here which is paint Donald Trump as a newly reborn Republican who can't be trusted to pick a Supreme Court nominee who can't be trusted on abortion rights or on taxes even on the universal mandate for health care which recently in a debate I think he kind of slipped mm-hmm. up by saying he supported the mandate while he didn't support Obamacare uh, and this is going to be if it comes down to a two-person race, Between Cruz and Trump, that'll be a huge theme.
0: Let's turn the page on Cruz and go for a much different tone here. At least when I say different tone is because I'm so impressed with Ted Cruz's commercials. And this, I think, oh, Hillary, I think this is the worst commercial on our list. I don't know. Do you guys agree with me on this one? Do you even know which one I'm about to play? I am
2: shocked that you think this is the worst. I think it's one of the best. Seriously? I love it.
0: The one with the little girl? Yes. Okay. Set it up and then I'll play it.
2: This is a campaign event in Las Vegas or in the Las Vegas area ahead of the Nevada caucuses. Uh, and she's sitting around what looks like a classroom or potentially a library. Uh, there's some ladies up front with her. And there's a little girl who gets to ask a question. It's all real footage. It's documentary footage. It's not a uh, scripted ad. And the little girl uh, is really emotional and talks about a letter that her parents got uh, in the mail And she's worried that the parents are going to be deported. It's a little Latina girl. And Hillary acts immediately to get that girl up to the stage. She has the best instincts on it. And what she says to me is very genuine. I know that later on she's probably thinking in a calculated way. This is a great photo op. But she says, come here, babe. You kind of hear this off camera. Come here, babe. Like, it's very natural. It feels like a Hillary that you haven't heard before to call a little girl over and then Hillary proceeds to give a really impassioned, really sensitive uh, reassurance to this little girl that I, I really liked. And I know that people question her authenticity. I don't think that anyone could look at this little girl and not, not feel the fear that she was feeling and not want to comfort her. And that it brought out the mom side. It brought out the grandma side. I don't think it's a bad thing for Hillary to bring those out at this point.
0: Let's take a listen. Um, when I was- when my, my parents, they have a rule of deportation, I'm scared for them because of the deportation. I'm scared that they're going to be deported. Here, come here, Ben.
2: Okay. I'm going to do everything I can so you don't have to be scared. And you don't have to worry about what happens to you <clears hand throat> or somebody else in your family feel really, really strongly that you're being very brave. And you have to be brave for them, too. Because they want you to be happy. They want you to be successful. They don't want you to worry too much. Let me do the worrying. I'll do all the worrying. Is that a deal? I'll do the worry. I'll do everything I can to help, okay?
0: Okay, so maybe this is just my Hillary bias. And by the way, I might end up voting for her. I'm not like a Hillary hater.
2: I melted. I love it.
0: But this. I... um. I feel like that is about as sincere as a as one of those animatronic dancers at uh, like a Chuck, Chuck E, e Cheese, Cheese or something like that. Like I and I feel pretty cynically about little moments like that in almost any politicians kind of whether they're on the campaign trail or if they're in office and they're just kind of stumping or whatever. Um, I always think that things like that are set up in advance. I'm even thinking of like I'm a huge fan of Obama, and I think that he does little moments that seem very sincere to me. But I would still say, I bet you many of those people close to him say, "Hey, if this opportunity comes up, do it." Like I just the thing I watch understand this about
1: Andrew is that he is the ultimate conspiracy theorist when it comes to all ads. He never he doesn't believe that there are any. Uh, non actors involved in any sort of focus grouping. He always believe he, he he simply does not trust any advertising. So you believe? That- I also think there could be just a hollowed out husk where your heart should be.
2: And potentially, you don't actually have a, an organ in that area of your body. It's not
0: hollowed out. It is all kludgy with sausage grease. <laughs> um, so, Vives, you think, you disagree with me. You think that there's a chance that they went in this room and they had no idea that she was going to like say, hey, come up here. Like, I just feel like maybe they didn't go into this particular town hall or whatever it is and say, today's the day. But I just think that, yes, they talked about this moment that would make a good ad at some point or at least make some good viral video at some point. But do you and- think
2: that little girl is an actress? No,
0: no, I don't think that little girl's an actress. I don't think this Do is think necessarily that a set up. I think Hillary's an actress. Right. I think that she's, she's a, she's she was a politician. In, she was in Radio Erotica. Was I she, swear. I was looking at her IMDb page Was, she, was
1: Hillary prepared to have an uh, emotional, maternal response to a question like that? Almost certainly. She would be crazy not to prepare for that. But that's not the same thing as constructing this opportunity or this scenario
0: I don't know I'm sorry I maybe maybe I misspoke or misled you I don't believe that they set this up that the whole thing is fake that all these people are fake and actors and actresses I don't believe that at all but it doesn't warm my heart at all because I think that it was planned to some degree saying at some point something like this is gonna happen and this is probably what you're gonna say and I mean, campaign her events body in language- general
2: are very highly scripted and very choreographed but I think that her interaction with that girl was real I think the girls fear is real um, and I think that that's the message that she wants to send, especially Nevada. She won Nevada by something like five points over uh, mm-hmm. Sanders. She, she did her job there in terms of very clearly telegraphing to the Latino community there that she is going to do her utmost on immigration issues. Um, and I go back to I don't know if you guys remember this moment from a forum that very similar to this with Angela Merkel, where Angela Merkel, the German chancellor, had a little girl like this in a forum very similar, who said, I'm really worried about my, my parents being deported from the EU and what's going to happen. And Angela Merkel was like, yeah, that could happen. <laughs> and then she moved on. <laughs> Classic German efficiency. <laughs> it was shocking. And I have to think if if they're paying attention at all, they saw that moment and they thought, Sure, there's an opportunity there to have the opposite message, to have we're still America, we still have the values that, you know, we we want to help this little girl and, and find a way that her parents can become, uh, you know, documented citizens. I don't think that it's a bad thing that it might have been choreographed. I still think that it could have an, a genuine authenticity and could speak to a lot of people's fears.
0: If she as a politician wants to, you know, reach out and, and, you know, if she becomes president, help the Latino community, I think that's great. I don't have anything – I don't have any problems with the message. I don't have any problems with her releasing this. I don't think it's a – I don't think – I just – it just she doesn't seem comfortable to me and again maybe that it just is her body language but she just when that girl comes up she it just looks like she practiced this she knew it was going to happen but it doesn't warm my heart because I don't get any true f- feeling of warmth from her and I would like to remind you once again because I'm kind of getting near that line that everybody is fighting on Facebook about and I think it, it veers into some sexism um, about kind of holding her to a different standard or you know words like you know chilly or what are the shrill, sh- I mean, shrill all, all those words all
1: of the all All of the the sort of character flaws that are leveled against Hillary based on her gender that you just don't see applied in the same way to me right so I mean, people I, straight up call her a bitch like right just and that's that's, like that's awful I mean there's
0: so much awful stuff and so I don't want to align myself with those people but I will also say that like you know Romney was very very stiff as well and so when he tried to have moments of warmth they were also just like not warm, you know and so I yeah. call those out and like Hillary like I say I might end up voting for her but like she just seems so stiff and uncomfortable here you know where I thought she was good and some people took hits on her for um using teleprompters I'm sorry now we're getting away from commercials a little bit, but like she was fired up after New Hampshire and she gave a really, I thought like rousing kind of like almost like community organizing speech, you know, that I really liked that. Like, let's see Hillary fired after up. After losing big in New
2: Hampshire. Was
0: that, was that, um, maybe I'm thinking of. Are you thinking about Iowa? Iowa? I can't remember which one it was. It might, it might've been her school. Weaked out win in Iowa. Either way, she gave one of those like, okay, this wasn't a big win, but we're going to do it kind of speeches. So and that's I think so she's interesting. got good qualities, but I just don't think that like trying to show warmth or hipness, which is a totally different issue really worked for her at all.
2: It's interesting that you say that because I was just listening to, I don't know if I can mention another podcast on this podcast. No, if it's no, okay. go ahead. I'll beat it. Go what ahead. Other okay. yeah. <laughs> What's a podcast? Sorry, other people talking to microphones occasionally, uh-huh. besides you two. Uh, David Axelrod does one called The Axe oh, yeah. Files, yes. which is really good. Is it
0: good? I haven't heard it, but I always wanted to. I like it. Yeah, him.
2: and he had uh, a, the one of the chief political editors at the New York Times on, and their take on it was exactly opposite. Not about this ad, but about mm. Hillary's strengths are not – uh, in her kind of blustery speeches, and Hillary's strengths are more when she gets in the small rooms. Because really, Bill was the one that could command a big audience, and mm. Hillary's more the one-on-one person. Um, and so, I just think people—you know—you just never know what's going to hit with different individuals. And for yeah. you, the, the speeches are rile you up, but. You know the small room doesn't doesn't get you. And I
0: maybe and by the way I'll be the first if everybody writes in and just says like Andrew misread that commercial I'll be the first one to admit it like that's just the way it hit me watching it like I don't if I'm all fired up right now I'm not trying to say like because I think you guys are wrong and you're seeing it wrong it's just like that was my need. Well, jerk. if you don't
1: vote for her, eventually you are a sexist.
0: Well, I my, I my only
1: critique of that ad is not with the the way it was um, the way she came across or the the idea that was being delivered. I actually think those were effective. I thought it could have used a little more production. It was very low pro, intentionally, obviously, but it's basically just, um, you know, um, not, I mean, almost handheld-looking footage of this small campaign event. Uh, I mean, I think that lends to the fact that it was an off-the-cuff rather yeah. than planned event. Yeah. Although I now hearing Andrew's, you know, dissection of that, I am more inclined to think it was choreographed. I think I would have enjoyed it more, found it to be more effective it, if it had been wrapped a little bit more in mm-hmm. some. Um, just, just some stronger production. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, just a stylistic choice and a preference that that I can see why you would go the other way too. They yeah. can't all be Ted Cruz, right?
0: Oh, I you- love,
1: I love the, I love that crazy bastards ad
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, people listening who haven't seen that they probably even had a hard time hearing some of the audio cuz again it's not really well mic'd like uh, when you see the ad there's subtitles of what that's the people the are saying that's the thing and honestly kind
1: of Andrew it. you're you know you say this was a an engineered event if it had been engineered i just can't believe they wouldn't have made sure that people were mic'd better to get the maximum I'd- out of it. I'd like
0: to say once again I don't think that this was a fake situation that was completely engineered. I think that the campaign said there's going to be a moment like this and you should be prepared and this is what you're going to do and eventually when we get that on tape we will put it out there and it will go viral or we'll make a campaign ad about it or something. Um, I want to just give props to Hillary because I when I was thinking about um, when I think about ads today I remembered this 2008 ad. This is like actually I remember everybody talking about it. I think everybody liked it, right? Or did everybody no, it was hate this ad? Massively panned. At the really, time. why did I yeah. like it so much? So Hillary Clinton released this ad back in 2008 when she was running against Obama. And for those who follow these things closely, you might remember it's called the 3 a.m. White House ringing phone ad. I think it's self-explanatory. Let me just hit play on it. Um, there's a voiceover that will do all of the explaining, and you just see a bunch of little kids like kind of sleeping in their beds.
1: It's 3 a.m. and your children are safe and asleep, but there's a phone in the White House and it's ringing. Something's happening in the world. Your vote will decide who answers that call. Whether it's someone who already knows the world's leaders, knows the military, someone tested and ready to lead in a dangerous world. It's 3 a.m. and your children are safe and asleep. Who do you want answering the phone?
0: And they show Hillary Clinton on the phone. And again, this is from um, eight years ago, but I sort of feel like that plays to her strength. Whether, I mean, I know that her, her um, term in office was kind of scandal plagued with the Benghazi thing and everything. But she has foreign policy experience. I feel like you can't really argue that whether or not you agree with her foreign policy, that's another thing. But like, I wish in this campaign as she's going against Bernie Sanders, somebody who really lacks those sort of strength. I think that's what she should be focusing on. Not this kind of like, I'm a warm, a mom who cares about little girls. I
1: thought that ad was the most offensive kind of fear mongering. Really? Yeah. Huh, and it also think? felt goofy to me. It, the phone rings forever in that ad. <laughs> I mean, when the, the hell House? are you going to pick it up? The White House has an operator whose right. sole job it is to pick up phones. <laughs> and if you
2: want Hillary Clinton to be the White House operator, Andrew, <laughs> I am appalled. I just and think shocked. that women
0: should answer phones. Out. I, I again, I think that's just my own political bias in this thing. Um, well, Hillary that Hillary has is gotten a lot of thought. flack
2: this time around. She her campaign slogan initially was "I'm with her." And everyone said, well, the magic of Obama, the magic of Sanders, they they have this populist feeling that we're all getting together and it's a team. And she's having to switch now and sort of have this more of an inclusive, instead of it's about her resume, she's having to be more, it's about coming together and, mm-hmm. and working together. She's even switched her slogan, which I can't quite find the verbiage of it, but it's a different kind, sort of like together we're stronger type of a message. And she's moving away from the I'm with her.
1: Well, and you, you make a great point, And I think it's a great uh, lead into the conversation I wanted to have about the Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. ads. Um, the first one uh, that we have here is is actually just called Together. And I think that that's absolutely been the theme of his campaign has been this inclusivity and that, you know, we are stronger together. And I think Hillary is having to respond to that and alter her campaign strategy or her messaging strategy to to try to win back some of the, the far left wing of the Democratic Party. Well,
0: and the thing that strikes me about this ad, even though I saw it for the first time today, is it's got this quality that makes it feel iconic immediately. And there's something about the Bernie Sanders campaign that is kind of... That iconography is sort of important to this that Hillary kind of can't tap into. So what's going on in this one?
1: You know, I think you're right about the iconography. This is a an it's a series of images where faces, uh, photographs of faces, are kind of replace each other. They're torn in half, and so you see that like a black face half with a white face, then a woman's face that becomes a man's face, that becomes a child's face, and so on. It reminds me a little bit of the oranges and new black uh, opening credits i was gonna say uh black or white by michael jackson and also black or yeah the black or white video with the faces that uh morph into each other uh very much about we are you know we're we're all together we're all americans even though we look different or or have different beliefs and the and the voiceover what you're gonna play here really drives that message home our job is not to divide our job is to bring people together
0: so smart. That's right. It's it's audio from his speech, and they're also in between these quick clips of faces that you describe. Like they'll they'll kind of print out the words he's saying. It's got a very power Everything just comes together to be very powerful in this. Are you gonna cry? By the way, when we play this.
1: Well, I don't know.
2: <laughs> it's just raining on her face. It's just raining. Give Genevieve a break. Come if here. we do not
1: allow them to divide us up by race, by sexual orientation, by gender by not allowing them to divide us up by whether or not we were born in America or whether we're immigrants. When we stand together as white, and black, and Hispanic, and gay, and straight, and woman, and man, when we stand together and demand that this country works for all of us rather than the few, We will transform America. And that is what this campaign is about. It's bringing people together. You know, I do get misty. And when I think about the rhetoric, and I'm just going to be political here because it's my goddamn show. <laughs> when I think about the rhetoric coming out of the Republican Party, the, the divisiveness, the racism, the demonizing of the other, the the putting the, the enemy in, the, in boxes so that we can all be afraid of them and hate them and, and find ways to literally wall them out of this country. When I hear that rhetoric and then I see this Bernie Sanders ad – that just completely explodes that and reminds us that there is a you know that there's an american ideal about inclusiveness and unity how do you not feel the burn i don't understand it yeah,
0: no that ad is really really effective it's amazing after after watching all these ads today i'm either going to vote for bernie sanders or ted cruz <laughs> Which is a very very strange place to
1: be. You're in a small
2: Venn diagram there. (laughs) I mean, that is his Red States and Blue States Obama moment. Yes. It Uh is his, we have military members in the Blue States and uh, we have gay friends in the Red States. It is absolutely just riding that swell of optimism and... Teamwork and a commu- sense of community, and people can get involved, and that's why young people are flocking to the Sanders campaign. Yeah, it's more exciting. There is and the
1: iconography and the imagery and the emotional appeal is much closer to the particularly, I think, the first Obama campaign, where there was this huge swell and sense of optimism, which I'm
2: shocked by because you know the prevailing wisdom is that most of those Obama folks, once he was reelected, then kind of shifted and become became Hillary Clinton. Uh, camp people to try to help her, and uh, the fact that she didn't kind of use this feeling
1: and this. The, Are you even talking just about actual campaign? You're
0: talking about campaign staffers campaign here, staffers, not the voters. Okay, actual yeah. campaign
1: staffers. Where that's what I mean about that brave ad. So the Bra- the brave ad is the one we were talking about earlier with the little girl who comes up on stage. Here, you have an opportunity to make a, a really strong emotional appeal about your candidate. And it just wasn't produced in a way that this um, uh, Together ad that we just listened to, was. it wasn't produced effectively so that I felt that swell, so that I felt that kind of like tear-jerking, um, you know, emotional response. And I, you said, Libby, you had an emotional response to the Brave ad. Maybe it just didn't hit me that way. But something about... Where where are these where are these like strongly produced almost like cinematic moments for her now she does have one that's voiced by Morgan Freeman I don't remember if we have it on this list oh
0: let me look for why it why don't you
1: look for that one they're calling it the voice of God obviously oh Morgan yes
0: Freeman. yes I uh, don't have it on the list I'll find it here in a second um, but I remember I watched this and I remember reading about it a couple of weeks ago I think
1: it gets closer to what Sanders is trying to do with his marketing it goes back to her. Uh,
2: her resume as a longtime activist for children and civil and rights, social justice issues. And, and
0: doesn't this also go back? I'm still looking for it here. Uh, isn't this the one that goes back and it shows like a very young Hillary, yeah. which, again, I don't know. If- I
1: noticed they don't show her uh, her Goldwater campaigning,
0: <laughs>
1: which was what? Junior high, high school.
2: era the Hillary. They go back to Coke bottle glasses, Hillary. Is, like newly minted lawyer, Hillary.
0: There is something about, uh, because those early images, and of course they have a bit of the crackle of time on them. Um, there is something inspiring for somebody like me um, to see a young Hillary Clinton, and even if it is a little bit, you know, totally orchestrated, Veeves, and maybe. The, it's just playing on my emotions, at least from an advertising standpoint. That's good. They're getting closer to playing on my emotions because it does. It riles you up a little bit seeing these young activists. And we just saw the same thing with Bernie Sanders late last week when um, <laughs> it was so funny. It's very rare that a campaign is trying to prove that, yes, that is our candidate who's getting arrested <laughs> in this photo. But yeah. um, did you see this, Libby? Yeah. You must have. Um, an old University photo. University of
1: Chicago. Yeah. Was it, was, it was a 64. Yeah. He was, he was arrested for protesting um, school segregation. Bernie
0: Sanders was and there was this photo going around that they found in the Chicago Tribune archives and I think there was some debate about whether or not that was actually him and then the campaign did confirm it because you see this young angry oh that's what you were you said you that maybe there's footage I didn't see that but you see a young angry fired up Bernie Sanders getting arrested and again when it looks so I'm sorry what was the that was six late 60s I guess you know
2: I'd have to look up the exact year it was a he was protesting school segregation as Genevieve said and the uh, use of these portable classrooms rooms for black kids to keep them in their neighborhoods so they didn't have to go to the, be bused to the white schools
0: so anyway, I think that they're tapping into this with this Hillary Clinton ad as well and uh, I think it's a smart move on both campaigns to play, play up these kind of um, rabble-rousing roots which is actually the name of my hip-hop side project Her church taught her to do all the good you can for all the people you can for as long as you can After law school, she could have joined a high-priced law firm, but instead she worked to reform juvenile justice in South Carolina, exposed racism in Alabama schools, registered Latino voters in Texas, and provided legal aid to families in Arkansas. Her life's work has been about breaking barriers, and so would her presidency, which is why for every American who's not being paid what they're worth,
1: who's held back by student debt, or a system tilted against them and there are far too many of you she understands that our country can't reach its potential unless we all do i keep Together, expecting andy dufresne to time. cross the border into mexico <laughs> there's a lot of hugging imagery
2: at the end there <laughs> hillary hugging kids old people african-american people all i'd sorts. like to
0: tell you hillary didn't lose in 2000 <laughs> That was the worst. I should be thrown in jail that for that invitation. Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, that is a great ad, though. Thank you for reminding me of that. Yeah. That is a fantastic ad. And that's that's the what best I think Hillary they should be ad. going yeah. for more. Absolutely. God, I, this is this segment is really playing with my emotions. So let's talk about the. Um, oh, just the really other, quick, I want to yeah.
2: mention Morgan Freeman's sort of becoming the go-to spokesperson in 2012 he voiced an ad for obama called challenges which was recapping all the shit that obama had to deal with when he first took Mm. office and showing the progress since the four years since he took office so morgan freeman throwing throwing his weight behind hillary right now is sort of a call back to the success of that challenges ad from
0: 2012 you know this that's Kind of a segue into this next Bernie Sanders ad, this uses the song America by Simon and Garfunkel. And I had a quick technical question for you guys before we start breaking this down. Do you think that this is an implicit endorsement by the actual artist I Simon and Garfunkel? Or is it like you can just any campaign can just buy music? No, via... they
2: had to approve it. They had to approve it because you, you have so many artists these days that come out and say, Hey, they use that without our, without our approval, that they would never right. risk that for a massive ad buy. Right, you know, right, to right. Not have out their approval. Yeah,
0: I mean, I definitely always hear about that at campaign events and stuff. Like, oh, Ted Cruz comes out to a heart song or whatever it is, you know, so heart protests. But um, I guess... I guess I know that they must have signed off on this. But do you think that this means that Paul Simon is kind of like, yes, I'm in the Hillary camp? Or he's like, yes, I will take your money, Hillary. And also in the Bernie camp. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. This is a Bernie Sanders ad. Yeah. Do you think, yeah, I'll take your money, Bernie, but I'll also take Hillary's money?
2: Well, it's Paul Simon. You know, he's going to be vocal about whatever happens. And I think that if Bernie's going to use it, he better be damn
1: well sure that you're not going to hear from I don't, Simon or
2: Garfunkel. Right. I don't think
1: it should read as a, as a specific endorsement, but I think it has to read as a uh, as a non-conflict.
0: So I'm going to uh, hit play on this, but there's no, uh, I don't believe there's any vocals. It's just the song America by Simon and Garfunkel, uh, right, over a bunch of um, shots of America with some text on the screen. From yeah, but I time. think
1: it's worth us taking a look at this because I'll, we'll kind of narrate the... Um the images that you're seeing here. It's very like a lot of small-town America, farmers in the fields, people in the diners, um, people at Bernie Sanders rallies, uh, shaking hands. But it has a very, you know, sort of um, real, uh, ordinary American kind of feel to it.
0: The small town, community oriented, and you see shots of a lot of Bernie supporters and a few Bernie rallies and, and stuff again, at the end. Is again, well.
1: that's that really good use of uh, uh, kinetic uh, text where the the lyrics to the song flash across the screen mm. as as you hear
0: them. Now Libby you pointed out something super interesting I love this about ad. this ad. Yeah. First of
2: all I wanna say I absolutely love this ad and I think it's really effective. Um And I was talking to a friend of mine that I said, I love this ad and it's a great one. And he said, oh, I'm glad you loved it because uh, it was also an American Express uh, small business ad. And it's almost the exact same imagery, the same rapid fire photos of real America coming across the screen. The same song. Uh, all of it and uh, until the end until the Bernie Sanders iconography comes through you can't
1: distinguish the two. And
0: and it, it doesn't really matter but I'm I'm playing the next I'm playing the American Express one now and it's yeah. just the song is It you know, is
1: it is different footage but the the parallels and the similarities are unmistakable. I mean again it's small towns, uh, diner counters, farmers Cowboy hat wearing Working people. Working class Cowboy folks.
0: hat wearing people.
1: <laughs> maybe that's maybe that should be the title of this show.
2: <laughs> Cowboy hat wearing people. And then instead of the Bernie Sanders at a rally imagery, you get the American Express logo and, you know, support small businesses. Right. Uh, imagery, which, you know, it's still a good message. It's just a, it's a corporate message and it's for a credit card. And this is Bernie
1: Sanders. You yes. have to believe they've seen it. They, it's too similar for it not to have been heavily influencing their,
2: I mean when their you choices. first watch the ads you cannot distinguish the two I couldn't tell if that was the Sanders ad or the American Express and, ad. and
0: you're right i even make the connection that it's a it's a financial services it's, company that is so it's
2: crazy. a financial institution that yes. is
1: so crazy corporations are people my friend <laughs>
0: All right, Vives. we have one more little set of ads here that we wanted to talk about. I, know, I realize we're kind of going long here this week, but um, you feel very passionately about the, the kind of resurgence of morning in America ads that we're seeing. I think most people in our audience are familiar with this incredibly famous 1984 Ronald Reagan ad, It's Morning Again in America. I think this is probably one of the most famous political ads of all time. It's Morning Again in America today, more men and women will go to work than ever before in our country's history. With interest rates at about half the record highs of 1980, nearly 2,000 families today will buy new homes. More than at any time in the past four years. So keep in mind, of course, this is halfway through this Reagan's uh, presidency, so he's going for a re-election here. This ad... Hey, listen, I'm not a uh, 1980s go-go Reaganot, but but um, this ad stands the test of time. Absolutely. This is an amazing It was a triumph. Commercial.
2: The bride with the Princess Diana-looking yeah. wedding dress, yeah, and she's right. hugging her grandmother in oh. the altar. It's so cute.
1: It was a triumph of advertising, and it made a great point, which was that after four years of Reagan's presidency, America was in many ways Financially better off or at least like many of the economic sort of uh, indicators were better off and inflation down unemployment down. Yeah, uh, interest rates down. And so, uh, you know, it made such a great argument for reelecting Reagan, and it did it in an incredibly optimistic, emotional way. And it's like the right like the GOP has never gotten over that. And they all, everybody wants to, like, recapture the the success of that ad. They're which, still
0: chasing that dragon. They're
1: still chasing that dragon. And I was interested, actually, to hear that uh, Nancy Reagan was instrumental in, in the creation of that. She wanted the campaign to take a more kind of less fear-mongering, mm. uh, more kind of ap- optimistic uh, tone in, in the re-election campaign. It feels like you're sitting around somebody's kitchen table. It is morning. You're
2: having a nice, yeah. robust cup of coffee and talking about how great things are going in the good old U.S.
1: of A. Funny story, we've had eight years of a Democratic presidency, the GOP is trying to retake the White House, they want to make its morning again in America, but how do you do that when everything that's good in America could be ascribed to the last president? I
0: am glad you asked, it because (laughs) I have a fella here who is ready to answer that question. His name is Marco Rubio, and he is running for president. (laughs) It's morning again in America. Today, more men and women are out of work than ever before in our nation's history. People paying more in taxes than they will for food, housing, and clothing combined. Nearly $20 trillion in national debt for the next generation double what it was just eight years ago
2: so if you can't tell all of the shots are very similar to the original morning in america 1984 ad but rubio instead of talking about all the great uh indicators for the economy and all the wonderful things happening he's going down the road of things are terrible but i'm still gonna show you this fabulous imagery first of which was a skyline shot of vancouver canada which was a bit of a misstep (laughs) by the campaign um, but it it's seems- also
0: like, but it's kind of a shot by, it's almost a shot by shot remake, except it's like kind of showing, instead of showing like working factories, it's showing shut down factories in some instances. And the instances. script is almost
1: line for line, it's which almost which is the creates same. this weird cognitive dissonance where he has to have lines like, today, 6,000 men and women will get married. And it's really scary out there. And so they have to look forward to a terrible future. <laughs> but
0: right. the music
2: is the same music that Reagan used. And so it's very hopeful music. It makes no
0: sense. Like they show a tr- the inside of a church here where a wedding is about to happen except nobody's in the church. So is it supposed to signify... Like, I feel like he's trying to show, to- show a hollowed out America by kind of borrowing the same imagery but turning it on its head. But everything is just confused, right? I am very confused, confused, by confused by the imagery.
2: The, the tugboat scene in the beginning seemed kind kind of nice, but possibly yeah. they're trying to show that it's an empty harbor and so there's not enough trade happening. I can't tell why they would show that image. They show this uh, farmer walking towards his tractor. Does that Are we supposed to think that the farmer's not working or
1: his fields are fallow? You yeah, can't those make are this the same
0: exact images from the original, right? Yeah, or like the right. reshots, same John Deere tractor and everything. You
1: simply can't make that ad when you are running a, against an incumbent or an incumbent uh a party it doesn't work it's fundamentally the wrong kind the wrong mm-hmm. tack to take from their perspective it's midnight in America yes. and it's doom Ooh, and gloom In fact, and you, right, yeah. and you should be afraid do the ironic counterpoint it's midnight in America but you know it's darkest before the mm-hmm. dawn mm-hmm. I mean darkest it's, before the dawn that's it's, good it's and you know and then you get the, you know, some race baiting brought Ooh, in I mean it's yikes. it's great it's just a yikes. little smattering
0: yeah. of bigotry sure oh my god if they did it's darkest before the dawn that would be like that would be awful I'm a great
2: racist ad maker oh my god but this is the Rubio campaign this isn't the Cruz campaign.
1: Right. <laughs> Which, <laughs> um, speaking of, why don't you yeah. show the Cruz uh, sort of uh, interpretation of Morning in America? They did one okay. that's very similar. In, in it's a tone. lot more effective, though. I Yes, think it's less confusing. Oh, uh,
0: because it's Ted Cruz my new favorite ad maker? <laughs> There's a different feeling in America. What if her best days are behind her? What if there is nothing left to do A brace for what's ahead? One thing is true. America won't accept defeat. Sure, she may have taken a hit, even been knocked down. But that's not the end of the story. Not even close. Because there is someone who believes in her promise. And he's wearing a pleather jacket. And one.
2: Words courageous, faithful, committed, honest
1: flashing across the screen. Can I also just make a note that I love uh, the the Ted Cruz uh, sort of slogan. At the end of each of his commercials, you see the words, trust Ted, and mm-hmm. then they combine. They, you You lose the center T, and it just says, trusted.
0: Yeah, I like that, too. And, of course, everybody who's, like, kind of, you know, got a stake in this like all my lefty friends like they they want to make fun of that so bad and so there's great. all these no, jokes about like oh is trust is that a sexual thing like i think dan savage or somebody was like really trying to bend over backwards to make it sort of seem like a dirty thing or something. i was like he's not no. gonna
1: duplicate the santora magic yeah oh, no. nice try. Dan. the trusted
0: thing i like as well I'm, I'm i'm into it i think
1: it's graphically uh very elegant and it's it's uh, a great little little use of uh, typography And this
2: ad just is more cohesive. It makes mm-hmm. sense from the beginning. He's saying, you know, there's a different feeling and you have these worried looking people looking out of a bus window, sort of confused about where they're going, where America's going. But you keep it hopeful because don't worry, Ted Cruz will take us in the right direction.
1: It really is dark. That That's sort of the it's darkest mm-hmm. before the dawn narrative exactly. of like, you know, yes we're We're down, but we're not out. Americans don't accept defeat, and that is so much more
2: effective. I don't know where the Rubio campaign was going with their homage to the Reagan
1: original, but it just did not work at all. You know the slavish devotion that they have to Reagan, I think is just it's screwing up their compass. Mm.
0: Well, I love talking politics with you guys, but what I love even more, I think, is putting Libby in the hot seat. So let's do that with a segment we're calling Sell Us. I need a dollar, dollar, dollar. That's what I need. Hey, hey. Well, I need a dollar, dollar, dollar. That's what I need. Hey, hey. So I need a dollar, dollar, dollar. That's that's the name of the game right there. You share with us your story, Libby. Solid and we'll intro see music if already. we give you a dollar. As a matter of fact, do you have a dollar?
1: I have no dollars. Let me see here. Because
0: we have three things you want to sell. Yes, perfect. I am holding in my hand right now.
1: I work in commercial radio. I'm not that
2: broke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't be taking money from a public radio, dude. From a I am podcaster. Holding, I am holding in my hand right now three pieces of paper that have three product services or events in them. I'm also holding in my hand three dollars. We will determine if you do your job right, whether or not you earn these dollars. And this is real are money. Are you
2: going to throw those dollars I at me? Or are you gonna going to be a gentleman no, and tuck them into my bra <laughs> strap? That's my question. I guess
0: it depends how well you do. So here is uh, here's the dealio. Um, these are called live reads. I think we described it okay at the beginning of this podcast. And since people aren't tuning in and out of a podcast, I don't think I have to re-explain it. You, uh, I'm going to hand you this piece of paper. It's got some uh, simple details about this. Uh, in this case, it's a service. I guess we want you to sell to us. I'm going to play. What do you want? 60 seconds of music, or n- we're going to give you 90 seconds of music. But you can bail out early oh, if you geez, want to. Yeah. That'll give you some time to kind of like get your get your head together. But for people who don't listen to commercial radio. This is something that happens a lot. The The host of a show will have to take a break, but then still live in the studio will grab a script and then talk about why, let's say, the F-150 is the perfect truck for them or something like that. So
1: These are all real products, by the way.
0: These are real products. The very first one is called Cool Sculpting. Veeves, I'll let you describe it because you picked these.
1: Yes. Um, cool Sculpting is a real thing that uh, you can really do where they freeze the fat cells in your chin or love handles or ass uh, and... In in theory, over several treatments, uh, it will it will kill the fat cells, and you will have a smoother profile.
0: Now, Libby, you know, I mean, I don't want to tell you how to do your job here, um, (laughs) but you know, often people re- will rely on personal stories. You know, our friend Rachel hmm. in Seattle, she would do ovation cell therapy. And, Thicker, longer, stronger. And she would talk yeah. about her personal experience of how it would it was helping her hair. Or maybe she would talk about how she struggles with her hair before she started using this product or whatever. So maybe that's a technique that you want to lean on as you talk about cool sculpting. I don't know. It's, it's really up to you. But- Living, yeah. by the
1: way, requires no cool sculpting. <laughs> First life. of all, I need to get my... <clears throat> I need to get
2: a little bit of a deeper... I need okay. to get my commercial radio voice uh going Mm -hmm. here so
0: um, tell me when you're ready and i'll start the music
2: all right okay let's let's go
0: okay ready okay here we go
2: you've all been to your 10-year high school reunion where you walk in the door and everyone goes who is that roseanne barr we can't tell no, it's me. Unfortunately, all of us need a little help once in a while, and when it comes to your love handles or it comes to your chin waddle, uh, you don't want to walk through that high school door and have the former quarterback uh, question whether or not you were really the homecoming queen. So this is an FDA, everybody, FDA cleared alternative to liposuction. Uh, No scalpels, no vacuums. It uses cryolipolysis fat freezing technology to safely and effectively kill unwanted fat cells. One of the most popular alternatives, again, to liposuction. Individual results may vary. Uh, 12-week program. We've got 10 installment payments. And you can buy this on Layaway, I think. You can buy Cool Sculpting on Layaway. So, uh, yeah, have a successful high school reunion. Cool Sculpting, everybody. Do I give oh. a number? Do, I, do we need to yeah, give we a Yeah, we need number? a
0: call to action, don't we? Do you just want to give out a fake 555 number or something? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Five 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 cool sculpting for you.
1: (laughs) Call now. Libby, that was bananas. That was uh, so good. that was pretty
0: good. So you so you V's, You definitely you, you, earned that dollar.
1: Really? you,
0: say God, you that get that's that so dollar? Okay. No,
2: I would you would you I, do the I, I, Genevieve, and tuck it into my bra? I am
0: I'm handing this to you like a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm handing you a dollar. You um, earned that dollar. all right, we have two more to do. I how, feel like I need to get feeling? even
1: lower here. I'm how are you feeling? Oh, no, That was, that was good. fantastic. That was
0: good. It's from your diaphragm, you can tell. It's coming <clears> from down there. I,
1: I was like I was on the fence about cool sculpting. I think I'm going to get some. I feel like I threw Roseanne Barr under the bus and that was like she, easy, she's like a crazy, weird, she's like a crazy uh, anti-Muslim racist now. I wouldn't sweat it. That was a very Trump thing for me to do, though. I
2: feel like yeah, this thing with wow. Rosie and yeah. now my thing with Roseanne. I mean, I, I don't know, know
0: what the deal is. Wow. Well, OK, here. Maybe you can save yourself on the next one. Uh, try not to be fattest, sexist or racist in this one. This is for something called Asian Model Palooza 16. It's an event and Veeves will give you the details.
1: It is a real thing. Um, it is taking place uh, here in LA, and it is hundreds of Asian models where you can go and, I guess, watch them do modeling things. It sounds the look on your revolting. face right now
0: means I'm probably just gonna have to keep this dollar because I don't. I, can you get through this I'm one? Super you horrified look, you by this. look yes. repulsed by this. I'm I, unclear. So this is not. Let's talk about this for a second, please. It is not your understanding that this is like. A place where aspiring Asian models can go and and learn the trick. No, it's tri- for people who okay. want to go
1: see them in various states of undress.
0: Okay, interesting. It's for perverts. Okay, and so uh, let's make sure we have a call to action here. Do we have a date or anything on that sheet of paper? a the- uh, uh,
2: website, yes. Okay, website, date, and location.
0: Okay, um, so tell you what, uh, you just tell me when you're ready and I'll fire the music.
2: South Main Street downtown Saturday April 23rd it's Asian Model Palooza 16 special presentation by Ava Starr you all know Ava Starr Asian model extraordinaire deja vu on Main Street LA baby come out to the Saturday Asian Model Palooza coming up 7.30pm to 6am that cannot be the actual hours of Asian Model Palooza 7.30pm to 6am over one hundred Asian models strut their stuff <laughs> at the annual at Asian Modelpalooza AsianModelPalooza.com You guys that is I can't <laughs> <laughs> oh God, That was so good what? That was I
0: good know. Vive's, I feel like you should put this one in her bra strap. Give him the. Seven thirty
2: p.m. to six a.m. This is just a strip show. <laughs> it's just a strip club. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god! There
0: you go. You just earned another dollar. Now this next one, I think, is really going to be in your wheelhouse, and I'm I feel excited. Which like
2: one, I'm getting more warmed up because I was in podcasting uh-huh. mode, right? Yeah. Now you're I in need the to commercial get into commercial radio. Real, radio mode. They've all been great. My everyday mode. Yeah.
0: Now this is uh, this is a good one, um, and it's a product that I believe this will should be the easiest one because if it if i understand it correctly this is a product that you actually use uh it's called uh truck nuts and veeves included a photo of them
2: <laughs> god damn on you, the sheet Genevieve. of paper
0: this will be your final one so what you need to do is you need to sell us some truck nuts libby you ready yeah here we go don't forget call to action <laughs>
2: Jackass tailgating you again on your way to work. You need to show him that you've got a pair. Truck nuts. (laughs) Only 2676. Eight inches tall with a thick neck and strongest plastic on the market, baby. Original nuts. They're the ones that started it all. Made in America by hardworking Americans. They made your truck nuts so you can show off your balls. (laughs) 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 Whoever's tailgating you. On the 10 or the 5 or the 405 or wherever the fuck you are. (laughs)
1: 2676, Truck Nuts. (laughs) Trucknuts.com.
0: I feel like in a show all about politics, you did miss an opportunity to say, we'll show you who the real Tea Party is. But aside from that, I will give you this dollar. Congratulations! That is three dollars, really well earned. Ooh. I would say that was that was a that was a lot of energy.
1: Truck nuts on me, guys. Yeah.
0: <laughs> By the way, I have
1: to read you some of the. That's a real product description from Amazon, but I cut out some of the uh, other uh, bullet points describing these truck nuts. This is a real thing that it says on the product page. Great style, great vein structure. A tall oh. set of truck nuts. I mean, these are like <laughs> very anatomically detailed truck nuts
0: oh my god they
1: really are there's different shapes of the veinage
2: on there too it's gosh it's too anatomical it's really unpleasant
0: oh man i had that sheet of paper turned upside down here the whole time but i was worried that you'd be able to see through it that it was a pair of truck nuts as a as an image there. well thanks
2: for that experience both you of you thank you friends thank of mine you. thank you thanks to the ad council for sitting through
0: that <laughs> speaking <laughs> of the ad council boy you're a real radio professional getting us where we need to go let's check in with the listeners <laughs> Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words they're saying. Only the echoes of my mind. All right, you guys know how to get a hold of us, I think, but I will remind you just in case. We have a Facebook page. It's After These Messages show at Facebook. Uh, we have a Gmail account. After These Messages show at gmail.com. And, of course, we have a voicemail line, 607-444-5597. 607 444 five five nine seven you can leave us a voicemail about uh any topic that is uh tv commercial related Vives. let's zip through a few of these what do we got today
1: we have got a couple of things responding to some uh, some topics that we've talked about on previous shows um i wanted to talk about something that listener listener danae sent in um she said she i really wanted to like the super bowl babies ad for those of you uh who who need a reminder it was the Super Bowl commercial about all of the the children who were the product of the Super Bowl baby boom and their uh, winning winning team hometowns. She said, "I really wanted to like the Super Bowl babies, but it was such a blatant copycat commercial. Hyundai and FIFA already explained where babies came from with far superior with a far superior commercial in 2014. And this is a Brazilian ad for Hyundai that is, I agree, actually a much cuter and more uh, endearing." sort of uh, riff on the same idea of a, of a, baby boom after a a big team win.
0: Now, I don't think we should really play the ad because there isn't really, and there's no exposition and I think there's only one word of dialogue and it's in a different language but basically, if we can just kind of describe it, um, uh, a couple walks into a hospital waiting room, she's pregnant, clearly about to uh, give birth, but they notice that the hospital is just chock chock full of pregnant ladies the doctors are exhausted and then I think at some point somebody says I think a doctor says, geez, what happened Nine in Portuguese anyway, so yeah, I was in there's, Portuguese, there's no yeah. point playing it. Um, and they're like, what happened nine months ago? And then there's a flashback of all of these people whose teams have won, and they all get this sparkle in their eye, and clearly they're going to go to the bone zone. Yes, yes. Exactly. So, so I um,
1: agree. Danae, thank you for bringing that to our attention. Um, it was a very similar idea, and I actually do agree. Very differently executed, obviously not with the choirs, but, uh, but I think very well executed. More of
2: a humorous thing rather than a heartwarming thing. Yeah, yeah. still
0: good last week um, on the show we did a quiz it was the first time I quizzed you on the show Vives I think we can all agree it was the most successful segment ever in the history of uh, after these messages it was really amazing Um, did you listen to last week's show Libby what did you think of that quiz what did you think of the quiz because for those who didn't (laughs) hear it uh, I guess welcome to the show Uh, the quiz was I played chunks of commercials from the 70s and 80s I think um, and Genevieve had to guess what the product was and we realized that I probably made it way too difficult. Um, I did not do well. It was I'll tell you what,
2: that lemon-lime situation, how the hell are the, well, you supposed to that? Well, that was a trickster
0: that? one. That was one that I knew was going to be very tricky, and I kind of threw it in there because I thought that everything else would be a little bit easier. The opening um, one
2: when she got the cat food versus dog food, or dog food that, versus that cat That was a food. win, yeah. Yeah. Boom. That should That's have been good. about the yeah. level of questioning. Right. The rest of them were pretty Thank tough you. to get they without were pretty context. Tough. But they
0: were still very fun. By the way, and not to not to like be totally whiny here, but it's also very hard to find commercials that have words that don't mention the product constantly in them. So it it's also a poor is,
1: craftsman it. that blames his tool. It's uh. also tough, yeah, when you don't have a good quiz master. One
0: thing that came up during that um, conversation, though, is I, I had mentioned that like combing through all these commercials from the 60s, I was appalled and just... How sexist they were! There's this recurring theme. There's so many commercials of women who are just at their wits' end because their husbands are basically going to leave them because they cannot make coffee right. And I mean, in some of these commercials, the men are just like so cruel. And, and sometimes the mother-in-law is there, and the, the husband's trying to explain to the mother-in-law why his wife can't make coffee. It's so bad. And I'll read this one if you don't mind, viewers. We got a, a note from listener Anne who says. Uh, the big deal with coffee in the 50s and 60s was that they didn't have drip coffee makers back then. Coffee was actually perked on the stove, so this could lead to it being under or over perked or even scorched that of i mean now that she says that that makes total sense but i, I totally missed the context for that last week no i week.
1: think i think it's a really useful piece of historical information i don't think it excuses all the uh wife bullying no it does <laughs> it does it totally excuses the wife bullying by the way
0: you did make the coffee today before the show i i appreciate it
1: i, I benefited from having an actual coffee maker
0: <laughs> uh so ann also said um she thought that that one was uh Oh, no, she said that the beer ad that I quizzed you on, she thought that one was super easy. But That was she the one that, that... that
1: you thought was very easy. It was about a guy on a sailboat seizing the great things in life. And to you, it sounded like an obvious beer ad. To me, it sounded just like, I don't know, a, a guy enjoying life. I couldn't place it to any particular person. When you said sailboat, I thought it was going to be like a... Uh, Cologne ad because for some oh, reason
0: sailboats yeah. and
2: cologne go together for me. Yes, um, maybe it's the Old Spice Old logo. Old Spice got to you, uh, and then I went cigarette and beer was my uh, last guess.
0: Let me just let me just play the the clue again for that, just because I do love. And <laughs> for me, it just sounded like a beer commercial, which I know. Like, listen, I'm not trying to be defensive here. That is a ridiculous reason why I think we should get it, but it just had this vibe to me. When you spend your life working hard at something you like, you learn to take every little bit of goodness that comes along.
2: You've earned it. And you know you only go around once in life, so you grab for all the gusto you can.
0: Drink beer. I
1: really like the music uh, stinger at the end. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Columbo kind of.
0: Yeah. So anyway, um, what else did other people wrote in? Well, about the listener thing?
1: Eric also said I nailed the Schlitz ad, but couldn't get the others. So I, okay. I feel like there's a little bit of a some ad council support for your point of view that the um, that the beer ad was was winnable. However, I do want to thank listener Kevin, who totally agreed with me and my point of view. Kevin says, sorry, Andrew, your quiz was way too hard. I wrote quizzes for pub trivia nights in Seattle for many years, and you fell into the trap of many first-time quiz writers by thinking the answers were easier than they actually were because you had the answers. If you tried to present that quiz in front of a live crowd, there would have been a loud chorus of boos very quickly.
0: Oh, my God. Okay, Kevin, I'll tell you what. Mr. I wrote pub trivia, and so I'm an expert. Why don't you come (laughs) over here and teach me how to do quizzes, (laughs) and then I'm going to give you a master's class in tone. (laughs) How about that? No, Kevin,
1: don't listen to him. You are 100% right.
0: Yes, but also tone. <laughs> I'm a very thin-skinned guy, Kevin. You can give constructive feedback without being a D about it. <laughs> All right, what else?
1: We just have one more uh, note, and this is from listener Tamara, uh, who actually posted this to the Facebook page, just that there was um, a new study from the University of Michigan which showed that allegedly... Uh, that I, that a I, having a husband creates an extra seven hours of housework a week for women, but conversely, having a wife saves her husband from an hour of chores around the house each week. So I just thought that was kind of interesting because of all the sort of um, man baby uh nagging mommy wife uh conversations we we're having last week about you know who's whose sphere is the domestic sphere and who are advertisers advertisers talking to when they talk about domestic uh products
0: so do you think that that kind of is a um
1: I think in some ways it validates the advertiser's strategies.
0: Right, and kind of undercuts our, because I know that um, we did get somebody, uh, this is just a funny story, somebody had written a really nice <laughs> review for us on Facebook, <laughs> yes. but then yes, yeah, last week's show, we did talk about this kind of man-baby phenomenon, and I kind I think we both kind of got our feminist on a little bit, and that same person went back and like knocked a bunch of stars off the review because I guess we're too lefty. Too rate. Rate. Sorry guys, but yeah. you dug
1: your own graves with that one. Right. I right. gotta stick by my guns. Yeah, we, yeah. Were, we were warned away from the social commentary, but I'll never stop doing (laughs) Yes, I know
0: that listener is not going to like this week's episode. I feel like you went,
2: yeah, full guns blazing on that one. I
0: said I'm voting for Ted Cruz (laughs) or Bernie Sanders. I don't know, guys. It is hot as truck nuts in this room. Let us. My truck nuts are sweating. Yes.
2: You can sell anything.
0: You can sell anything. God damn that was a fun show Thank you so much Libby for joining us today Her name again by the way is Libby Dankman By the way do you have anything that like Do you want to push anybody towards anything a, a uh, Twitter Yeah you account can follow me on or? Twitter
2: at Seattle Libby Or and it's L-I-B-B-Y Or Lib Dank D-E-N-K on my Instagram Lib Dank. Oh
0: nice Now how do people like You're a voice of Los Angeles news On KFI Are people cool with you going by Seattle Libby
2: yeah it's just been i don't use twitter enough to change it
0: and
1: (laughs) i feel you, girlfriend
2: there's so many transient you know people moving in and out of this city that i think people understand and i'm still i feel like a los angeles explorer still so
0: now i do want to point out though if you do ever want to change that handle you would have to be Semi-Cologne 2, because Semi-Cologne is already taken by Genevieve. Yeah, and it's so, great. And it's, and it's the hmm. perfect, perfect Twitter handle. <laughs> we'll it's really easy that. to find. Um, Genevieve, people can find us at After These Messages Show on Facebook, like I mentioned before, and uh, the email After These Messages Show at uh, gmail.com, right?
1: That's right. And they can call us at 607-444-5597. We haven't heard from you guys in a while on the voicemail line, so uh, give us a call.
0: We're lonely. We're s- literally sitting by the google voice line all night <laughs> just waiting for you to call thank you again so much libby will you do yeah, this again thank with you. us was- i am
2: a big fan of this show you guys genevieve and andrew thank you so much for having me ad council thank you and i had a great time
0: all right everybody we'll talk to you again next tuesday which by the way super tuesday and you ain't hoover you suck like james dyson google the devil but i feel lucky extreme home makeover couldn't touch me backyards kittens puppies 401ks